Thank you, Jesus. Well, this is a you know, Wednesday night. This is a little bit of a, a change from, from where normally we have worship and, and things like that. The Lord placed on our hearts of, of about taking some time to, to really focus on teaching. And, and that's why we have several things going on right now. If you had signed up for the marriage class uh, or the finance class, that's going on back in our modules of the building. Even if you didn't want to go there this week, but you want to check it out na- next week, it's not like you can't go. You, you can start any time, um, you know, just as, as you, on your heart, on what, on, on what areas you feel like you need to grow in. And, and so in here, and those watching by way of internet, um, this is going to be on renewing the mind. Renewing the mind. And I, I believe this is so vital to, to life. It's so vital to, um, to your growth. It's so, you know, when, when, when I made Jesus the Lord of my life, I, man, it, my life was changed in so many ways. But you know what? I still thought the same. You know, there was something different in here on the inside of me. But you know what? There were some things up here that needed to change. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. Hey, Eleanor. How are you? I met Eleanor today. They just moved here in, in this area not too long ago, and then she came by and saw us today. But it's so good seeing you, Eleanor. Thanks for joining us. So make sure you make Eleanor feel welcome, you know, before she leaves tonight. And uh, so I would have everyone stand up, give you your name, but, you know, it might take a little bit, too, <laughs> little, little, little bit of time. And anybody, apologize if I embarrass you, Eleanor, but uh, anywhere, it's, it's good to have you. It's good to have all of you out here tonight. All y'all. I must be coming Texan. All y'all. All y'all out here tonight. Hallelujah. Man, thank you, Jesus. I'm trying to think if I should begin with a joke or not. (laughs) Eric's like, yes, yes. (laughs) Yeah, sometimes, you know, when you're up here and you're like, are they going to laugh? I might have laughed, but somebody else might not. Well, this this is if you have blonde hair, this is no this is no uh, this is no uh, reflection on you. But but there was two young blonde women that were sitting at a coffee at a table at a coffee shop, and and they were it was obvious that they were you know celebrating something, and uh, and so a man drifts over and is intending to offer to buy them some coffee, and he gets close to he hears to them that they that man it's been seventeen days, so he hears man they're celebrating something for seventeen days, and. So he, he congratulates him. Congratulations on, on, on 17 days. What's so special about 17 days? And, and the two girls, they brighten up and they're, and they're all happy and, and they're excited. And they said, well, well the, the puzzle we just completed, it said three to five years, but we did it in 17 days. <laughs> anyway, you want, you want another one? <laughs> Some of you just getting that three to five years and it's... <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, I, was, I wasn't looking at you when I said that. And so, you know, well, there were three boys. They were, they were playing on the, on, on the um, playground, and they were bragging. You know, it was like, my dad's stronger than your dad. My dad's better than your dad. And, and so the one, the one kid goes, man, you know, my dad sits down, and he writes some words and scribbles on them paper, and, and, and he calls it a song, and they pay him 50 bucks. Well, another kid, he, he says, well, well, you know, my, uh, my dad, you know, he's, he scribbles some stuff on, on some paper and, and um, you know, he calls it a poem and they give him a hundred bucks. And so the third said, well, I've, I've got y'all beat. He goes, my dad scribbles, scribbles a few things on some paper and he stands up and he stands up and says a few things and all of a sudden six people are collecting money. <laughs> and he calls it, he calls it a sermon. <laughs> and so, and 64, so anyway, it's, Good job. yeah, yeah. Thank you. I appreciate that, Trey. Help me out, man. Give me some love here. Give me some love. Amen. 
Hallelujah. So if you came in late and, and, and you're, if you're interested in going to the marriage class or the finance class, like I said, that's going, back, going on in the back modules of the building. Amen. Ready to talk about renewing the mind. Transformation. Transformation. You know, let me see your hands. How many people do you want to see your life transformed from where it is right now? Man, I've seen some amazing things in my life. God's done some amazing things in my life since, uh, since uh, 2000, uh, since, I'm sorry, 1993. And man, but I know it's just the beginning. I know it's just the beginning. Just the, it's just the beginning, Joseph. Man, just the beginning. What God wants to do in your life. Just the beginning. Don't, don't limit your life by where it's been. Don't limit your life by where you are right now. But start to see your life different. Allow the word of God to penetrate your heart in such a way that you see yourself different. You see your marriage different, your family different, your finances. You see different. You see different. I, I, I want to I be different. So, so I, you know what? I have to see things different. I can't operate with the same mindsets that I've always had. I, I have to operate on, I have to operate in some greater principles. You know, I can't, I can't live on, on, you know, I like the word says, it talked about, I can't live on manna from yesterday. You know, you can't, you can't, in, in the wilderness, when they gave them, God gave them manna, that manna was meant for just that one day. Well, on the, on the Sabbath, they collected for two days, but, but you know, you can't live on just yesterday's manna, yesterday's revelation. Revelation is always meant to be progressive. It should always be something that, that it says we go from glory to glory and, right, you know, strength to strength, the glory to glory, faith to faith. It's this, this, this is a, we're, we're growing in this. We're, we're growing. We're becoming conformed to the image of his son. Amen. Amen. So hey, if you have your Bibles, turn to uh, two places, Ephesians chapter 4 and uh, Romans chapter 12. Ephesians 4 and Romans chapter 12. Thank you, Father. I'm gonna thank you, Father. Just get my place right here. Thank you, Father. Ephesians four, verse twenty-one it says, "Assuming that you have really heard him." And been taught by him as all truth is in Jesus. Strip yourselves of your former nature. Put off and discard your old unrenewed self. Which characterizes your previous manner of life. Now you get that. Strip yourself of your former nature. Put off and discard your old unrenewed self. Here, he's talking to a church. And, but he tells them you still have to strip yourself off of your former nature. He, they're already, they're, he know, they're writing to the church of Ephesus, so he's writing to Christians, and so, but he has to encourage them, strip off your former, former way of living, strip off your former way of doing things. So, so it's possible to be born again, it's possible to, to know Jesus, but at the same time still be living like your old self. But you know what, we're not called to, we're not called this Christian life just to, just to say, hey, I accepted Jesus and still continue to live the way you, you always did. No, I'm, my life is called to grow. And here he says, strip yourself of your former nature, put off and discard your old unrenewed self, which characterized your previous manner of life 
and becomes corrupt through lust and desires that spring from delusion. And be constantly renewed in the spirit of your mind. Constantly renewed in the spirit of your mind. I want to read this to you in the Passion Translation. It says, and he, and he, and as he is taught you to let go of the lifestyle of the ancient man, the old self-life, which was corrupted by sinful and deceitful desires that spring from delusions. Now it's time to be made new by every revelation that's been given to you. I think that now it's time to be made, now it's time to be made new by every revelation that's been given to you and to be transformed as you embrace the glorious Christ within as your new life and live in union with him. For God has recreated you all over again in his perfect righteousness and you now belong to him in the realm of true holiness. So here, being renewed in the spirit of your mind. Let's go to Romans chapter 12. So this is kind of like Bible school, so I'm just gonna take my time and I'm gonna be doing the next two weeks and then Trey is gonna do the, uh, the 21st, I believe. Verse one says, I beseech you, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies living sacrifices, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Now let me read the Amplified. It says, do not be conformed to this world, this age, fashioned after and adapted to its external superficial customs. But be ye transformed, changed by the entire renewal of your mind, by its new ideas and its new attitude, so that you may prove for yourselves what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God, even the thing which is good and acceptable and perfect in his sight for you. So we need to be renewed in the spirit of our mind. We need to be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Say that with me. I need to be renewed in my mind. Say, I need to be transformed in my mind. Now, in this whole aspect of renewing the mind, if it wasn't something that we needed to do, why would he have written it, written it down for us? If, if all we needed was salvation, if all we needed was to accept Jesus into our hearts, why would Paul, and I, I could show you more than one occasion about the whole aspect of transforming, why would he say here, be transformed by the renewing of your mind? You see, the biggest problem we have is between these two things. The biggest thing, it, it's going, it, between, your, between your two ears, you're going to be limited by what you think. You're going to be limited by the perceptions that you have. You're going to be limited by your perspective. You're going to be limited on how you see things. Hallelujah. Renew. Renewing our minds. The, the word renew here means to renovate. So no, not is it just this aspect of renewing our mind, not is it just putting new stuff in, but it's pulling other stuff out. It's, it, it's dealing with the imaginations that have shaped you. It's, a, it's dealing with the imaginations that have continued to shape you. The word imagination in scripture means, the word imagination in the Greek and the Hebrew means to shape or it means to form. So your imaginations are shaping and forming your future. 
The imaginations that you have are shaping and forming your future. In the New Living Translation, in Romans 12, it says, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world. But let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Meaning, I'm going to be transformed when I change the way I think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. Hallelujah. If you're not happy where you are in life, change it. And the only way to change it is by what you think. Hallelujah. You know, there's a word that we, we heard a lot. I heard a lot as a, as a kid, and, and we hear it a lot even today, and it's this word peer pressure. You know, what is peer pressure? It's being pressured by your peers. It's, and, and, it's, and, I, and I saw this differently when I was thinking about the word peer pressure, and I saw it besides just being influenced being influenced by peers, but pressure. It's it, this being pressed, being confined, being forced into something. And so, so as we talk about peer pressure, we talk about kids having peer pressure, but it's not just kids having peer pressure, but, but it's humanity having pressure from society, pressure from the elements of the world, pressure from how the world does things. Everything that you see in the world is trying to fit you into something, trying to fit you into a particular mold. I, you know, I, I, I get to play. I, I have the luxury sometimes of getting to, to play with Play-Doh. You know, we have a granddaughter at the house, and, and I get to make things out of Play-Doh. I get to, I get to form things. I get to work my, my, my Michelangelo skills with Play-Doh, you know, and I, I get to form some things with Play-Doh. I, you know, I've made some really cool flowers, so, I mean, I know you're laughing, but, I mean, you would have bought them. I'm, I know you would have. And, and so here, but, but so with, with, with Play-Doh, it, it's easy to be shaped. It's easy to be formed. And, and, and how the society is, is, is you are clay. You were made from the dust of the, dust of the earth. Where, where's clay come from? It, 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 is, it is from the earth and you add water to it and, and it, then it makes that clay to where it's formable and it's moldable. So, so just by very nature of being a human, you have the capacity to conform whatever is pressuring you. Whatever is, whoever has his hand on you is pressuring you and is molding you and is shaping you into something. So, so it's whatever is you're allowing to influence your life, whatever hand you're allowing to influence your life is molding you and shaping you into something. So the question is, are you allowing the pressure of the world or the, the dynamics of the world, the influences of the world, the information from the world to mold you? Or are you allowing the potter? Are you allowing the Lord? Are you allowing your creator to mold you and shape you into what you were created to be? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. You know, we're talking about the potter. When, when a potter makes a vase, he sees it before he sees it. You know, they, they, you know, Potter typically doesn't sit down and, and you know, he's, he's already got an image of, of what he's shaping. 
He's already a, a, a sculptor, already has, has an image on the inside of him of what he's shaping and what he's molding and, and what he's, what, what he's going to bring about out of, the, out of the, the rock or out of the clay or whatever it is. He's already got a vision on the inside of, of what he desires that piece to become. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Let's go to Genesis chapter 6. Thank you, Father. Thank you. Thank you, Father. Verse 5, and God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth and that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. Let me read that again. And God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth and that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart, man's heart, was only evil continually. Now, this, this is not how God created this, this is not how man was created. Man, man was created to think like God. Man was created, and at, and at one time, man only had God thoughts. We were created in God's image. When, when God created something, it started with a thought, and then there came words. When God, when God created everything that we see, when he created the sun, the moon, and the stars, it, God, it said, and God said, but before God said, it had to start with a thought. When he made man, when he created man, it started with a thought. And then there came words that said he formed man out of the dust of the ground and the dust of the earth. God had thoughts, and, and those thoughts, those thoughts produced something. Those thoughts created something. And see, when man, what, when, when, when man was originally in the garden, Adam and Eve, what were they communing with God about? They were communing about God's thoughts. They had God's thoughts. And so what happened was is the enemy came in and he came in with different thoughts. See, they were created to think one way. And all of a sudden, the enemy came in and pressured them to think a different way than God. And when that happened, it drove them out of and it caused them to forfeit the glory of God in their lives. It caused them to forfeit the, the, the presence of God in their lives. It caused them to, to come up short in certain areas of their lives. Why? Because they were listening to different thoughts. Because now their life wasn't controlled by the thoughts they had before. Now their life is controlled by new thoughts. And their new thoughts produced new actions. Hallelujah. Thoughts become words, and words become thoughts, which equal actions. Whoever's thoughts you receive the most is what you become. Thoughts are powerful. You can think something, it can drive your blood pressure up. Now think about that. You, you can just think something, and it's going to affect you, your physical body. And you know what? And it may not even be the truth. It, it may, it may be, it may be something, you know, the society we live in is in such at an emotional state, an emotional height. Why? Because every, because the thoughts of the, uh, of the world are driving people's emotions. 
That's why, that's why I'm not to feed on everything that's going on around me. That's why I need to feed on the word of God. So you, a thought can drive your blood pressure up in the same way a thought can cause you, can, can cause you to be calm. Your thoughts, your thoughts are, 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 what, are what's going to produce the actions. And you're like, you are where you are by the thoughts that you thought yesterday. Because the thoughts you thought yesterday ended up becoming your decisions. So what we think up here has everything to do with where you're going in life. And it's what you do with these thoughts. And it's what thoughts that you allow and you, you entertain that's going to shape and mold you into what you're going to become. Hallelujah. Now, just this one statement from Scripture. Now, get this. Though your beginning is small, yet your latter end will greatly increase. Though your beginning is small, yet your latter end will greatly increase. I'm I'm, I'm saying this for a purpose because I want you to understand there's something about thoughts and there's something about words. Words words produce thoughts and thoughts produce words. See, if I get a thought, it's going to release a word. But as I'm speaking to you, it's it's, it's creating thoughts up here. Okay? Just bear with me. Because just this phrase, though your beginning is small, yet your latter end shall greatly increase. Though your beginning is small, yet your latter end will greatly increase. Though your, the latter, though your beginning is small, <laughs> tongue, tongue-twied, tongue-twied there. <laughs> though your beginning is small, yet your latter end will greatly increase. Though your beginning is small. Though you're small right now, you know what? You're increasing. Troy, you might be right here right now, but you know what? God sees something so much bigger. Trey, right now, your ministry is at this level, but you know, it's going to go to a whole nother level. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, and so what am I doing there? What am I doing? I'm giving you God's thoughts. And what happens when I give you God's thoughts, all of a sudden now you start thinking differently about your present. Why? Because I introduced to you a new thought. You might've gone around, you know what? I'm insignificant. I'm a nobody. I, you, know, I, you know, I'm a failure. I, you know, I make bad decisions. I make bad choices. And, and so what happens? You meditate. Those are thoughts. And what are they? It's going to shape your future. You're going to go in the direction of your thoughts. But when you introduce God's thoughts, though your beginning is small, yet your latter end will greatly increase. All of a sudden now, all of a sudden now, I'm introducing new thoughts. And I could go on and on and, and, and equate it to society. And, and when the media says this, well, this is what God says. So what happens is it, it changes your thoughts so you can change your words, so you can change your actions, so you can change your future. It's all with renewing the mind. Don't allow your past to limit your future. But we have to, Paul says, transform, be renewed in the spirit of your mind. What, what, are, what are thoughts? I believe thoughts that are not, they're not, they're not tangible. They're, they're not material. I can't, I can't touch a thought. I can't hold a thought, but yet I can become a thought. So thoughts in themselves, I believe as I've in, I don't have time to take it to show thoughts are spiritual. Thoughts are spiritual. To be carnally minded is death. But to be spiritually minded is life and peace. 
To be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. So depending on how I'm thinking is either is going to produce something in my life. It's either going to produce life or it's going to produce death. Thoughts are spiritual. And I can, I can take you to the word and show you how the enemy introduces thoughts. Why? Because thoughts are spiritual. It's spiritual. We, we live in a spiritual world. And as we go throughout this series... Is the Lord directs, I believe we're going to get in talking about developing the human spirit and talking about the difference between the soul and the spirit and dealing with the difference between the mind and dealing with these aspects because we need to understand how we're made up in God's image and how we can be successful. Most people are defeated before they start because they don't know how they were created. So we have to come to a place in this root, this foundation of so important of renewing this. Because it's bombarded by spiritual thoughts your entire life. So the thing is, is what spiritual things are you going to let it form you into? Hallelujah. Go to Proverbs chapter 23. You are what you have become, not what you have to be. Let me say that again. You are what you have become, not what you have to be. Let me make that statement again. You are what you have become, not what you have to be. Meaning where you are is not where you have to stay. Thank you, Father. Proverbs 23. Hallelujah. Let's look at verse 1. So when you sit down to eat with a ruler, consider who and what are before you. Consider. There's some words here I'm going to pull out as we read this. This word consider. When I talk about considering something, it's a thought process, right? Let's look at verse 2. For you will put a knife to your throat if you're a man given to desire. Okay, another word, desire. That's thoughts. Meaning if you're given, if you give over to, if you give yourself over to the wrong thoughts, it can destroy you. That's really what this is saying. Verse three, be not desirous thoughts of his, the ruler's dainties, for it is deceitful food offered with questionable motives. Verse four, weary not yourself to be rich, cease from your own wisdom. Don't weary yourself to be rich, but cease from your own wisdom. Your own, this word wisdom here is dealing with thoughts. It's human wisdom. It's not godly wisdom. It's human wisdom. Verse 5. Will you set your eyes upon wealth when suddenly it is gone? For riches certainly make themselves wings like an eagle that fly towards the heavens. Will you set your eyes upon wealth? It's talking about thoughts. Everything here is dealing with thoughts. And it's, talking about, it's dealing with natural thoughts. Meaning if all you're doing is setting yourself on natural things, then eventually you're going to lose things. If all you do is focus on, on just physical things, and, uh, then, then what happens is they're going to eventually destroy you because, because it's, it's natural thoughts. Natural thoughts will control your life. Natural thoughts will bring destruction to you. Let's look at verse 6. Eat not the bread of him who has a hard, grudging, and envious eye, neither desire his dainty foods. See, your thoughts. Verse 7, for as he thinks in his heart, so is he. 
as he thinks in his heart, so is he. As one who reckons, he says, he, he says to you, eat, drink, yet his heart is not with you. All right, see, all this is talking about natural things. As a man thinks in his heart, so is he. As a man thinks, so he becomes. Meaning, as I meditate on things, then that's what I become. You're going to go in the direction of your most dominant thought. Okay? Now, get this. It says, yet his heart is not with you, but is grudging the cost. Meaning, he doesn't really care about you. He's not really wanting to bless you. He's more worried about what it's costing him. Meaning, he's not doing it with the right motives. He's not doing it with the right thought. But now let's go down to verse 26. Because this is the whole issue. Now, God's speaking here, and he says this, verse 26. He says, my son, give me your heart. See, we're talking about natural heart, natural wisdom, and there's an issue because if you go towards these things, then that's what you're going to become. And you can only reap the fruit of what you're, what you're sowing in natural things. But here he says, my son, give me your heart. My son, give me your heart. My son, give me your thoughts. And let thine eyes observe my ways. So, Father, I want you to give me your thoughts. See, the Lord wants your heart. He wants to shape your thoughts. He wants to mold your thoughts. He, he wants to bring And the only way to know his thoughts, it says here, forgive me your heart and let your eyes observe my ways. So if I want God's thoughts, I need to look at, I need to look at his ways. I need to give him my heart and I need to allow, I need, thank you, Father. Help me get this out the way I see it. Thank you, Father. As I observe his ways and I give him my heart, then what happens is it causes me not to focus on, on natural thoughts, but what happens is I'm starting to see him. I'm starting to view him. I'm starting to understand him. I'm starting to get a hold of him. Let's go to Psalms 92. Thoughts will either build your life or they'll tear your life down. Thoughts will either make you captive or set you free. Your thoughts will either conform you or they'll transform you. Hallelujah. And so here, so what I need to do, according to that verse, is I need to give him my heart. And then 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 after I give my heart, what I need to do, I need to look at his ways. Thank you. Help me to get this out, Father. I'm sharing some things that I've never taught before, so just... Just praying some things out. Just this whole aspect, as I give him my heart, what happens is I have to view his ways. Because when I view his ways, I know his thoughts about my life. Psalms 92, verse 5 says, O Lord, how great are thy works, and thy thoughts are very deep. Amplified says, how great are your doings, O Lord. Your thoughts are very deep. Your thoughts are very deep. Your thoughts are very deep. How great are your thoughts towards me? Hallelujah. We've been, you know what? You've been created to grasp God's thoughts. You've been created to lay hold of God's thoughts, the way, the way God thinks. You have the ability to think the way God thinks. All, he, all you have to do is, what we have to do is we have to yield our heart to him. And we have to know his ways. You know, I believe it's in Psalms 103. It said, Moses knew his ways, but Israel just knew his acts. 
I mean, there was a difference. The difference was the heart. The difference was on how they viewed God. Moses spent time with God, and therefore Moses knew God's ways. And ways there means character. Moses knew, God, Moses knew God's character. He knew the way God thought about things, but yet Israel, all they knew was just his acts. They just saw, they just saw the fruit. They just saw the outflow of what Moses knew. And so it's the same way. It's, it's when we come to God and about transforming our mind, it's about giving him our heart so we can know his ways and allowing his ways to shape our life. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. You see, God's thoughts can totally change your life. If you could just get a hold of God's thoughts about where you are. Thank you, Father. You know, a lot of times we just say, well, if I just had more money or if I just had a different job or if I just had a wife or I just had this. No, you, you need a thought. Because if you get the right thought, it will take you in the direction to get all those other things. You know, Abraham, God said, said you know, you're going to be the father of many nations. You know, and, and, but, but Abraham's like, how, how can this be? So what, what does God do? God says, okay, go outside of your tent and look up at the stars. See, what is, what is, what is God doing with Abraham? God is giving Abraham his thoughts. Man, if you could count the stars, Abraham, if you could count the stars, so shall your seed be. See, you just need, you need to just, we just need to bring our hearts to a place where we get a hold of who he is. And get a hold of his thoughts for our life. This is all about renewing your mind. It's about bringing your heart before him. And allowing, and allowing him. Allowing what he sees. To, to now shape your thinking. And shape your heart. Because though your beginning is small. Yet your latter end will greatly. That's God's thoughts about your life. That's God's thoughts about where you might be tonight. Hallelujah. Thank you Father. God's thoughts. You know, it just from a practical sense, for I go, go to Jeremiah 29. Renewing, our, being transformed by the renewing of our mind. So what do we renew our mind with? His thoughts. Hallelujah. We renew our mind with his thoughts. Thank you, Father. I believe it's in Matthew chapter 15. Jesus is talking to the Pharisees and he, he tells them, he says, he, goes, he, he tells them and he says, he says, Troy, you know, thank you, Father. Because of your traditions. He's telling, he's telling the Pharisees, he's saying, saying, look, because of their traditions, because of the way they think, because of the way they've done always, always done things, because of their habits, because of how they've, how they've allowed religion to even shape them. He goes, you make the word of God of none effect. Meaning God's thoughts are no longer effective in your life because of your traditions. So and the thing is, in the natural, they could be good traditions <laughs> in the natural, but they're not God's thoughts. You're making God's thoughts not effective because of the way you've always thought. 
They were limiting God even in something that they thought was a good thing because they didn't have God's thoughts on the matter. You know, thoughts will direct your future. Thoughts will direct your life. I, you know, I remember going to, um, you know, before I moved here, you know, I, I had no idea that I was ever going to be in Texas at one point. And, and you, know, you, you know how it really initially started? A magazine. A JSMI Adventures in Faith magazine. You know, I, I was even thinking today, how did I get here? And there was a process, and the Lord took me back and said, said before you ever met Dr. Savell, you had, had a, there was a magazine that had people in, you know, graduation caps and gowns on the cover. And I, and I saw that, and I looked at it, and it was like, oh, that'd be cool. It was about, a, I maybe stayed on it for 15 seconds, you know. I don't know where the magazine is after that. But it was a thought. It was something that was started in me that as I'm looking at that, all of a sudden, oh, that'd be nice. That'd be neat. Then, then it was uh, my friends came to school here. And they, and they, they said, you, oh, yeah, you should come to school here. That was another thought. Well, but, you know what? but you know what? I had a thought. God was giving me a thought. But you know what? I had a counter thought. Oh, you could never leave Maryland. You could never, you, you could never, you could never go there. You could, you could never, you know, you, you know, you have this good job. You know, you can't, you can't really give up that job. You know, you can't. So what I, I was getting a thought from God, but at the same time I was getting thoughts from something else. And I, I'm not going to tell you the time to go into the whole story, but, but it, it was thoughts that God placed there. God placed there. But also, you know, the enemy is going to come with different thoughts. Hallelujah. Jeremiah 29, 11. Renewing our mind is about getting a hold of and understanding his thoughts. For I know the thoughts and plans that I have for you, says the Lord. Thoughts and plans for welfare and peace and not for evil to give you hope in your final outcome. You know, just this whole, whole aspect of, of, uh, of getting a hold of God's thoughts. You see, because in this time... The enemy was giving them different thoughts. You see, they were, they were taken in bondage. They were taken in bondage by the Babylonians. And here, here they had these prophets, so to speak. They were writing all these different things about what was going on. And they said, pretty much, you're going to be in bondage forever. You're going to be in bondage forever. And, you know, so, so God goes to Jeremiah and says, I want you to write them a letter. And I want you to read it to all the priests. I want you to read it to, the, to all the children of Israel. And I want, you to, I want you to testify about this. And it starts up in verse, verse 5. Verse 4, it says, Thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, to all the captives whom I have caused to be carried away into exile from Jerusalem to Babylon. Verse 5, build yourself houses and dwell in them. Plant gardens and eat the fruit of them. Take wives and have sons and daughters. Take wives for your sons and give your daughters in marriage that they may bear sons and daughters. Multiply there and do not be diminished. So here, because of what they were going through, because of where they were at in their lives, they were discouraged, right? But here, God comes with different thoughts. God comes to a prophet and writes different thoughts and says, I want you to read this to all those that are captive. And get this, they're in bondage and he tells them, you know what? 
It doesn't matter that you're in bondage. You know what? You're still going to have sons. You're still going to have daughters. You're still going to marry. You're still going to, you're still going to grow. You're still going to increase. And he tells them, he goes, you're not even going to be diminished. Meaning right now you're in bondage, but you know what? You're not going to lack anything. You're still going to increase. You're still going to be prosperous. You're still, what, what's going to happen? What's happening here? Here is the natural thoughts were destroying them, but yet God says, no, you need to know my thoughts. And see, some of you, you need to get to know God's thoughts because the enemy has been speaking too often to you about what he has for your life, but you need to get a hold of what he has, God has for your life. And I love that. And then it's this verse seven says, and seek the peace and welfare of the city to which I've caused you to be carried away captive and pray to the Lord for it. For in the welfare of the city, you will have welfare. For thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, let not your, your prophets or your diviners who are in the midst deceive you. Pay no attention and attach no significance to your dreams, which you dream or to theirs. For they prophesy falsely to you in my name, and I have not sent them, says the Lord. For thus says the Lord, when 70 years are completed for Babylon, I will visit you and keep my good promise to you, causing you to return to this place, for I know the thoughts that I have for you. See, a lot of times people read that scripture, for I know the thoughts that I have for you, and don't know why it's there. Because the whole point is, don't look at the world's thoughts, the enemy's thoughts. Get a hold of my thoughts. Understand my thoughts. Hallelujah. Getting a hold of God's thoughts. For I know the thoughts. For I know the thoughts I have for you. I know the thoughts I have for you. And this scripture has been such a foundation in my life. And, and just to, over the years, when going through difficult time, times, <clears throat> and just renewing my mind to that. He's got thoughts about this. All right, I've got this difficult thing in front of me. He's got thoughts about this. He's got thoughts about this. He has desires about this. He, he has an understanding about this. And so you have to renew your mind to his thoughts. Let's go to uh, 2 Timothy chapter, um, chapter 3, I believe it is. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Second Timothy. Verse 16. Second Timothy, verse six, uh, Second Timothy, chapter three, verse 16. It says every scripture, every scripture is God breathed and profitable for instruction, for reproof and conviction of sin, for correction of error and discipline and obedience for training in righteousness, in holy living, in conformity to God's will and thought and purpose and action, so that the man of God may be complete, proficient, well-fitted, and thoroughly equipped for every good work. Every scripture, all scripture is God-breathed. So if you want to know God's purpose, purposes, you want to know God's thoughts, where do we get it? The word. You want to know God's thoughts about you? They're going to come from the word. That we would be transformed by the renewing of our mind so that we can know the good, the perfect, the good, the perfect, and the, the good accepted on the perfect will of God. You see, you see, it's hard to know the perfect will of God 
if you're constantly going between two, two opinions, constantly going back and forth between two different things. You know, you've got to get a hold of his thoughts, and his thoughts are found in his word. It's renewing your mind with this word. Because, see, this is where you're going to get to know him. This is where you're going to get to know his name. And when you get to know his name, you get to know his character. When you get to know his character, you get to know what he can do. When you get to know his character, you get to know his promises. And when you get to know his promises, you know what you have a right to. When you get to know what you have a right to, it causes you to have faith. And when you get to a place where you know you have faith, it causes you to do things you couldn't do in yourself. But it all comes from getting to know this word. Renewing your mind with his thoughts. Renewing your mind with his word. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you. Everything comes from God's thoughts. Everything comes from his thoughts. You know, you know if I were to have a wooden chair up here, you know, a, that wooden chair had to start as a thought. But because it's wooden, it had to start initially with God's thought when he planted a seed and made a tree. It had, it, everything you see started with a thought. Everything you see started with a thought. And it's renewing your mind to his thoughts. Let's go to First, uh, first Timothy chapter 4. Set two more scriptures and I'll close. First Timothy. First Timothy chapter 4. Thank you, Father. Verse 11. He says, Continue to command these things and to teach them. Let no one despise or think less of you. Thank you, Father. Let no one despise or think less of you because of your youth, but be an example for the believers in speech, in conduct, in love, in faith, in purity. Till I come, devote yourself to reading, to exhortation, preaching and personal appeals and to teaching and instilling doctrine. So would it continue in this, right? Continue what? In the word. Continuing in the word. Verse 14, neglect, neglect not the gift that's in thee, which was given to thee by prophecy with the laying on of the hands of the presbytery. Verse 15, now get this, meditate upon these things. Meditate upon these things. Meditate on what things? The teaching. Meditate on what things? The doctrine. Meditate. Meditate. Renewing the mind has to do with meditating on the right truth. And again, this meditate upon these things. Give yourself wholly to them that thy profiting may appear to all. Now get a hold of this. Now let me read this again real slow. Meditate upon these things. Talking about the doctrine, the teaching, the word. Give yourself wholly to the doctrine. Give yourself wholly to the word that thy profiting, you can say your increase may appear to all. Meaning what I'm meditating in my heart, what I'm renewing my mind with, eventually you're going to see it in my life. What I'm meditating on and what I'm thinking about, what I'm meditating in the scriptures, what I'm meditating in the word, eventually you're going to see it out here. Because it says my profiting is going to be seen by all. I mean, eventually, Trey, you're going to see what I've been meditating on. Eventually, you're going to see what I've been putting in my heart. 
You know what? And if you look at society and you look at the school shootings, you look at everything that's going on in society, what you're seeing is you're seeing the fruit of what society has meditated upon. You know what? And it's a spiritual law. And so it's the same thing. If you want to change out here, you need to fix in here. And it's only by the word of God. When you're meditating on that doctrine, you're, you're giving yourself wholly to it. It says, my profiting would appear to all. And the next verse says, take heed unto yourself and unto the doctrine. Continue in them. For in doing this, thou shalt both save thyself and them that hear thee. Meaning, not only the stuff I'm meditating going to affect my life, but it's going to change someone else's life. So that's why it's so important as believers, we need to take the responsibility of renewing our mind. Because when I renew my mind, not only is it going to change my life, but it now sets me on course to change someone else's life. Getting to know God's thoughts. Let's go to Psalms 1, and I'll, and I'll close with this. Psalms 1. Thank you, Father. You're just listening intently, right? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Verse 1. Blessed is the man that walks not in the counsel of the ungodly. What would someone's counsel be? Someone's thoughts? So it tells us, do not walk. Blessed is the man that walks not in the thoughts of of the ungodly. What's, what, what would you consider something that's ungodly? Something that doesn't line up with God's thoughts. So blessed is the man that doesn't walk in the counsel, in the thoughts that aren't God's thoughts. Don't stand in the way of sinners and don't sit in the seat of the scornful. What happens when, when, I, when I give myself, see, walking, sitting, and standing this is all representation of giving myself to a different way of thinking. Giving myself to wrong thoughts. But it says, what is that blessed man? It says, his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law, we could say this, but his delight is in the word of the Lord. And in his word, in his word, does he meditate day and night? So I'm either, so if I want to be blessed, if I want to be empowered in my life, I, I'm not supposed to operate on the thoughts and meditate on the thoughts of the ungodly, but what I know, my delight, what I give myself to, what I place myself under needs to be in the word of the Lord, and I need to meditate in that day and night, because then it tells me in verse three, when I do that, I will be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. That brings forth fruit in his season, his leaves shall not wither, and whatever he does shall prosper. So if I wanna, if I want everything I do to prosper, if I wanna grow up and I wanna increase and I wanna be fruitful in life, is gonna be dependent upon whose thoughts am I giving myself to? Am I giving myself to God's thoughts or am I giving myself to the world's thoughts? Amen? Renewing your mind. Be transformed by the renewing. Of your mind. Let me read this and I'll close. Thank you, Father. 
Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. It's the ESV. For the longest time, we have interpreted, interpreted this verse as a means that reading the Bible transforms the way we think. While this is true, new research shows that there's more to it than that. Studies have proven that doing something frequently, like reading the Bible, not only changes the way we think, but it literally changes your brain. Your mind is transformed and made new. Doctors Avi Carney and Leslie Ergenleader of the National Institute of Mental, Mental Health did a fascinating study asking subjects to perform a simple motor task, a finger-tapping exercise. As subjects tapped, the doctors conducted an MRI to identify what part of the brain was being activated. The subjects then practiced the finger-tapping exercise daily for four weeks. At the end of the four-week period, the brain scan was repeated. In each instance, it revealed that the area of the brain involved in the task had expanded. The simple task, finger-tapping exercise, literally recruited new nerve cells and rewired neural connections. Now get this, when we read scripture, we're recruiting new nerve cells and we're rewiring our neural connections. In a sense, we're downloading a new operating system that reconfigures our mind, which reconfigures your behavior. When we read scripture, we engage in spiritual tapping. Our brains are rewired in alignment with the word and we develop the mind of Christ and we think his thoughts. Hallelujah. You know, when, you're, when, you, when you leave tonight, you know, they'll have these out in the lobby, but there's these paper. I'm gonna give you a different one next week, but this is all about renewing the mind and this is, this is just a number of scriptures of faith and there's also a number of scriptures on prosperity and provision. Things that you can, while you're sitting in your car, you can just read these scriptures. You know, you can meditate on these scriptures. You can think on these scriptures. Okay, what does God say about faith? Well, what does God say about provision and prosperity? What does God say? It's front and back of just scriptures. And, and what, what happened? As you continue to get in the word every day. This, this has got to be a, a daily thing. This isn't, this isn't you know, you can't, you, can't, you can't feed your mind all sorts of negative things all day, every day, and then just give the word this much time and expect your life to go in a different direction. You, you, this has to become something daily. And so we're talking about renewing the mind. It's, it's not just this all of a sudden osmosis because I was in church or, or because I heard something one time. No, it's, it's the renewing, the renewing, be transformed by the renewing it, it, it's not, it's not past tense. It's always progressive. It's always constant. I'm renewing my mind. It's constantly. I've still been in this for a number of years, and, and man, I, I, I've, I've read this word backwards and forwards. I've read this, these scriptures so much, but you know what? I'm still, my mind's still being transformed to think God's thoughts. Because you know what? Sometimes Justin doesn't think God's thoughts. I, 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 my wife has been in traffic with me, and sometimes I'm not thinking God's thoughts at the moment. But you know what? I, I, want, to, I want to think right thoughts, right? How about you? But it, it comes down to what are we inputting it, and what are we giving it? And so, this, like I said, this is just, I know it's not jump up and shout and run around the room, but, but this is just basic foundational things 
you know, it got a little deep, but, you know, just about God's thought. Because I want you to see, is, it's, it's, we got to get, get to his, we have to give our heart first so we can get his heart. So we can understand his purpose. And I'm telling you, it will totally transform your life. Hallelujah. 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 You receive this word tonight. We'll give him praise for his word. Amen. Hallelujah.